So this is video that I saw is from a guy on TikTok, and you know people been speaking about defunding the police. Now defunding the police doesn't mean abolishing the police. Now I say abolish the police unions. That needs to go. Seriously, needs to go. But defunding the police basically saying taking money from them so they won't have the funds to wage their anti-black war on black people and take those funds and apply it to the community, apply it to the victims of white supremacy and help our community from all the redlining and um, all the uh, systems has been put in place to disenfranchise black people, invest in our community with those funds. But there's this guy, he posted his, his video and he's, he's going on an argument that I've heard a long time. There's a lot of people like this guy here think that black folks are really afraid of you. You really think that, but let me go ahead and play this clip. Let you guys hear this. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so a lot of you dipshit, damn penny waste under bitches want to damn defund the damn police department. Well, I'll tell you what, we do better than that. Let's just do away with them all together. Let's do a one month damn trial period. And let's let you deal with a bunch of redneck sons bitches like me. Because I'm going to tell you something, people like me and my damn crowd, we don't own tasers and we don't own rubber bullets and we don't own damn all that penny waste shit. We just have real fucking guns that shoot real fucking bullets and we have a real fucking attitude toward dipshits like you. So let's just do that one month damn trial period and let's see how quick it takes for you to want that fucking police department to come back into the fucking picture. You heard him. He says that basically that's to have a trial run. He says no police. And he said that he, they don't have rubber bullets and tear gas and tasers and all that. They got real bullets. And he says that by, after about a month of dealing with people like him, um, you'd be begging the police to come back. So basically what you're saying is if the police wasn't around, you'd be just going around killing people. Well, that would actually make sense because if you look at the history of people like him, um, that's what they would do to black people. They would just kill black people just for fun. That's what they would do. They would gang rape uh, black women just for fun. They would uh, beat and rape and kill black children just for fun. That's just who they have been in this country for hundreds and hundreds of years, right? He didn't say, well, hey, you know, the police not going to be around. I got to protect my property. I got to do this and that and the third. He wasn't talking like that. He basically talking about going in bands and trying to just basically wage um, an anti-black war. But let me tell you something. And many people in the black community would tell a guy like that this. When they made your gun. They made other people's gun too. Understand that. Y'all not the only people that shoot guns. You're not the only people that own guns. You aren't the only people that go to the shooting range. You aren't the only people that like gun culture. You understand? I don't know why you, you think that we are just sitting around being victims and so afraid of you and we depending on the police. Listen, black Americans have never had the ability to depend on the police departments. When black Americans call the police, they don't come the only time they may come and it's may come if you live in a white neighborhood and I will say an affluent white neighborhood at that. I'm not speaking to just an average one, but black Americans never had that. Authority. No, let me tell you something. That guy, you the one need the police, not us. Cause we don't have their protection. People like him and especially his women, the Karens need the police because if you didn't have your militarized wing, a white supremacy out on the streets, you wouldn't be doing anything because let me tell you something. Y'all are afraid of black people, especially people like him. They're always talking about some guns. You're afraid of black people. 
You really don't want that smoke. You don't. Because if you really wanted that smoke, you you would come out there and step foot. Now notice, people like him aren't going to them protests. Who's stopping you from going to the protest now with all your guns? Who's stopping you? Well, yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you got Make America Great Again back there. Like, where are you at? Why aren't you out there? Why don't you uh, counter protest or whatever you're going to do? I mean, you're going to have your guns. You went up to the state capitol with all those guns, right, in Michigan. Talking about opening the state back up. Everybody had guns. But y'all not showing up to these protests with no guns? I find that quite interesting. Or maybe you worried about you will get some pushback. Maybe people will actually fight you back. They're not afraid of you. Because, see, you, y'all, it's a new day. We are not worried about y'all like that. You take it to that level, other people can take it to that level, too. They have so many guns in this country, ladies and gentlemen, that every man, woman, and child could have a gun. And they know this. That's why they just do all that talking about, oh, you don't want it with us. And, oh, we start a race war. Oh, boy, we're going to slaughter y'all in this and the third. Please. Please, please, please. Because that's call it what it is. Not all white folks agree with you. So how are you going to have a quote-unquote race war if not all white people agree with you? To have a race war, that means all white people got to agree with you on that notion to fight against black people. And as we can see, there's a lot of white people at the Black Lives Matter protests uh, for against anti-black racism and uh, police uh, violence and police murder against black people. So, I mean, how, how how does your race war work? It doesn't at that point. See, you guys have to move along with the times. Understand? America is fundamentally changing, and you better get with the program. And if you're not going to get with the program, that's fine. Do like they did during the shutdown. Stay in your house. Just stay in your house. Stay away from people. Socially distance, right? Go to the store, get your essentials, and go back home. And you can live your little life you want to live. Nobody will come on your property. Everyone will leave you alone. And trust me, you can live your own little white supremacist enclave in America. You can do that. But the rest of us, it's going to be a fundamental change. Listen, we have to make sure to not allow this country to return to the status quo. We have good momentum right now as a, a black people, and we're going to have to make sure to make it uh, lasting change in America. And let's call it what it is. It's not just black people, but other groups of people also want a certain change too. They may not be as outspoken, but let's call it what it is. A lot of other groups don't like how they're treated at times, but they don't feel like they can step out there, but they wait till we step out there. Now they stepping out there. Do I believe all these other groups are on our side like that? Um, maybe some of them are, but not all of them. Some of them are stepping out there to fight because they know they're going to benefit off of black people getting free. They understand that. They don't want to be underneath white supremacy either. So they say, this is my time to step out here. Yeah, we'll say we support them, but I want to fight for my group out here too. You get what I'm saying? Because everybody's affected by white supremacy. Of course, black people's affected by white supremacy the most. But they need to understand that nobody's afraid of them. Nobody's afraid of them. Nobody's afraid of this guy. Nobody's afraid of his friends. Nobody's afraid of anything. See, the thing is, you got some fearless black people now. We now, oh my God, he, he got a gun. And so, when they made your AR-15, they made everybody else's AR-15. When they made your level four body armor, they got everybody else's level four body armor. You get what I'm saying? When they made your hollow points, when they made all that, they made everybody else's. Like, like why do you think you're the only one that has it? Because, gun, look, right now, I live in, the, in Texas. Right now, here in Houston, I can go to any gun dealer 
and have money in my hand, and as long as I pass the background check, I will have me a firearm. They would love to sell it to me because they want to make money. They're in business. So you're not the only one that's going to have it. So don't let these people going around threatening you and scaring you, talking about, oh, we got guns. We got more guns. Just because you got it don't mean you know how to use it. Man, you can have a thousand guns. All it takes is one one uh, bullet to hit you to take you down. It don't matter how many guns you have. That's stupid. All you have is two hands, too. I, t- I tell people that. Like, don't let nobody scare you when they tell me, oh, I got, I got a thousand guns. I got All you got is two hands, bro. If you got a rifle, let's say like a, let's say if you got an AR-15, most people can't shoot it with one hand, but let's say you're strong enough to do that. Let's say you're strong enough to shoot two of them. You're so strong that you can handle the recall of that. Okay, you still got two. You only got is two hands. That's it. You don't have unlimited bullets. You got to change it out. And if you have armor on, it doesn't cover all the vital places anyway. So what do you, like, why do you feel like you're so invincible? Listen. They, they, if people look at what happened what, with the police in Dallas, that tells you right there, you know, some years ago. So, so you aren't the only one. We got veterans in, in our community. We got people that just, like I said, are very, you know, Second Amendment oriented black Americans. So never let these people scare you or try to say that to you. Like, oh, you don't want this with us. And oh, acting like the police protecting us, please. I just done a story about how the police protect white supremacists and how they, they cover them. We've never had the protection of the police. So why in the hell you think that if they go away for a month, all of a sudden that we going to be, uh, we're not going to have any kind of protection, please. The black man and woman of America have no protection at all. You the one have all the protection. No, if the police uh, go away for a month, that's going to be a problem for you. It ain't going to be a problem for us. It's not going to be a problem for us because you can't go run and call a uh, nine one one with all your Karens running around. You ain't gonna be able to do that then. But what I'm trying to say is don't let these people try to scare you. Keep that momentum going. Keep that energy going. Keep fighting until you see the end of white supremacy. Keep fighting until you see the end of anti-black hatred and racism. Keep fighting throughout the world. Because people all throughout the world watch our podcast and every nation that hear the sound of my voice. Keep fighting to end anti-black racism. Keep fighting to end white supremacy. Keep fighting to end the war has fought against black people with the police forces in that. Okay. You take nothing less. And we also have to keep pushing reparations to heal the black communities. We have to push defund the police and we have to push abolish the police unions. That's what needs to be abolished. Period. We have to make sure to keep the pressure on because people like this guy losing his mind. Okay, they're losing their mind every day, brothers and sisters. They are, and we have to keep the pressure on. From my uh, what I noticed with Corona, they can only handle sixty days of pressure. After sixty days of pressure, they're losing their mind. So we are, you know, definitely what maybe thirteen, fourteen days in. You guys got to keep the pressure on. Keep the pressure on. Trust me. After one month of constant pressure, you're really gonna see. After two months, you're really going to see it. That's this my notice, 60 days of constant pressure. But I say do the pressure daily. Let them get six months of pressure until we get every tangible that we need. Reparations, where we have transformative change on every police department in America where they can't be killing black people no more. They don't have this immunity from killing black folks. No, they can't be doing this aggressive targeting uh, with, with tickets. I mean, we have a lot of things on the table that we could put out there to say what these police departments need to do. 
because I definitely have many reforms that they can do just myself. And that would take the teeth out of police with the reforms that, that I would say need to be enacted because I believe in punishing the police, not just firing them, punishing them because they're not being punished right now. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more support of the show helps us to keep going helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.